0: Uh, many years ago, I was a, an associate at Holy Angels, uh, back in the late '90s, and got a call one day from a school mom, uh, upset with me because I had taken the monstrance over to school and showed it to the kids and taught them about adoration, and you know the monstrance uh, with uh, that thing with the with the host in it uh, to show the host so people can adore our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. So. She was upset about that for a lot of different reasons. And didn't believe in it and you know, just uh, didn't want her daughter to be doing stuff like that. So I so said, why don't you come in and uh, we'll talk about it. And so she did and we had a meeting and I tried to explain to her about adoration and what it really meant and where it came from, the history of it and all this kind of stuff. And and she was you know, very polite and, uh, but struggled with that. And I said, well, at the end of the meeting, you know, it's Thursday, so we had Holy Angels had adoration on Thursdays uh, all day. And so I said, let's go over to the church, and at least I can show you what's going on over there. And and once we got over there, I said, well, why don't you spend some time? We'll just sit here, and uh, I'm going to pray. You can just sit here or pray or whatever you want to do. And she did. And so we had a couple more meetings after that, and uh, same thing. We'd go over to the church, and we'd do adoration afterwards. And, and it was fruitful I and mean, her, I mean, her whole idea of adoration changed well then we had another meeting scheduled the last one and she didn't show up, she blew me off and you know, I'm sitting there and waiting and nobody, she didn't come I was like alright, I have some time I'm going to go over and do some adoration and uh, with that free time and uh, I walk in and guess who's sitting there I guess who's kneeling there, it was this lady she had uh, she had kept the appointment, just not with me, right? And uh, it was good. Uh, so that was a wonderful thing. And I asked her uh, about it later. I said, "Well, what we'll changed? She goes, you know, I just realized that when I, adoration, it's real. And i I'd come and i talk to him and he would speak to me, uh, which is like the best definition of adoration you could possibly have. And it changed her life. And uh, she became a regular adorer. At, uh, at adoration, and, and I'm going to talk about that at the end of the homily about adoration, because we're getting ready to open it up over at Crane Road uh, every day of the week, except 24 uh, six, 24 hours a day, six days a week. But before I do that, I just want to you know talk about like that that idea of like Jesus speaks to us in adoration. Uh, he speaks his word to us. Uh, the word made flesh. The Word speaks His Word. And we receive that Word so that we then can give that Word to those who need the Word. Word, all right. Um, (laughs) He speaks His Word uh, so we can receive His Word. And what does that Word do? That Word changes us, it tells us what we need to hear, it gives us what we need to receive. It it creates a whole new life of goodness in us. What what does Jesus say? Uh, From the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. What's in your heart comes out of your mouth. So what's in your heart is what you allow to come into your heart. And that's what comes out of your mouth. So if we we let bad stuff in, that's what's going to come out. If we let good stuff in, that's what's going to come out. So Jesus is that goodness, that word of goodness that comes in so that we can actually witness to his goodness through our speech, every thought, word, and action of ours. We can do that. But if we don't let him speak to us, if we don't listen to him, if we don't let his word take root in our hearts, then what's going to come out of our mouths, right? Not good stuff. Um we let a lot of stuff in, and some of it we shouldn't. I was uh, talking to some young people recently, and uh, they were uh, talking about a show they were watching. Uh, uh, and, and so I went and I didn't know anything about it, and I stumbled across it, and I started watching it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like the worst thing I've ever seen on TV. It was horrible. And about young, it's about young people in school High school, and just their lives and how they live in this darkness. Uh, and every, every other word was the, the ultimate bad word. Um, that's all they meant. Their speech was foul. Uh, their behavior was, was immoral. It was, a, it was pornographic, even. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what the name of the show was. Um, <laughs> one of the teenagers. At the last, I preached, I had the eight o'clock at, uh, at Crane. He's like, tell me what the name is. I'm like, why do you want to know so bad? It's because he wanted to watch it. And I uh, <laughs> said, so ask, your, ask your parents, ask them. Ask them to watch it with you. Uh, there you go. Uh, and so it's just, a, it, so this show, it is this dark vision of adolescence, of family life, and, and how... All this awful stuff comes into them and all this awful stuff comes out of them. And, you know, and we can find all sorts of stuff like that, which our kids are getting exposed to. But the fact that these young people are watching this, some of them watch it with their parents. I'm thinking, what are the parents doing? From the the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. What you put in comes out. And as we approach Lent, I'm challenging us Myself, you, to get our acts together and, to, and to, to think critically about what it is we allow to come into our lives, into our homes, into our, into our bodies, and to say, what, come, what I put in comes out. That's how I talk. That's how I think. That's how I treat other people. That's how I treat my body. That's how I treat the bodies of other people. What am I doing? What am I allow, allowing my family to do? And it was led approaches. What are you going to do? What are we going to do to... Uh, change it up to to reorient ourselves back to the gospel to recalibrate our moral life back to the life of Christ what are we going to do? because it needs to be done and imagine if we just gave the Lord a little bit of time we just stopped turned everything off and just listened to him let him speak his word to us so that word was in our lives so that we could give that word to our spouses, to our kids, and to the people that the Lord puts in our life uh, to help, to speak that, that word of his, to be that witness. So in other words, take that big plank out of your own eye, take all that junk out of your life so that you can actually see what is needed in the lives of the people that you love. So you can help them. How can you help them if you, if we ourselves can't even see what it is the Lord is trying to do for us and with us and in us because we're so polluted by all this other stuff. Get rid of it. So with Ash Wednesday this week, uh, what, you, what are we going to do? And make it count. And, you know, sorry, right, I give up candy. So what? That, that's fine, give up candy, but give up TV, give up screens, give up social media, give up this crazy stuff that that your kids are getting exposed to you don't even know they're watching give it up get it out of your house fathers take responsibility be the spiritual out of your households and and find out what your kids are watching who their friends are and what they're doing take control of that which the Lord has given you to lead and guide take your families back and you're not there to be their friends that was never the deal you there be the person who guides these young hearts and these young souls into eternity. Yeah. That's your job. It's huge. It's almost impossible without God's grace, right? You can't do it. So you've got to listen to the Word, to give the Word. You've got to see the plank and get rid of it to see the speck in your kid's eyes so you can help them and heal them. Yeah, I know it's hard. I asked the kids in school uh, on Friday. I was over there and... I said, so what are you going to do for lunch? Well, "Oh, no, I'm going to give up homework. I'm going, to give up. I'm going to give up coming to school, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm going to do that. And I said, no, what do you... I said, let me put it this way. What, do you, if, what are you afraid to give up? What can't you see yourself going without for five weeks? That's the better question. And if whatever that is that scares you, that's what you need to do. Because that fear... Indicates it's a slavery or an addiction that needs to be conquered by God's grace. Take your life back. Take your soul back. Take your heart back. Let that word come into you and be the thing which you live on for those five weeks. Not this crazy stuff on TV and not your booze and not your social media, your internet, whatever it is that we're all involved in and crazy about. You know, give up screens. Give it all up. Except I me. Mean, give yourself an exception. Like, you know, Saturday, you know, like, Sunday night movies with your family, or March Madness, whatever it might be, and um, we all need a, we all need. (laughs) We don't need, but it's nice to have um, a little bit of a escape, but um, make it count, do something. And don't say you can't or won't, because that means you're afraid to. And that means, that's the reason why you have to. And the Lord wants you to. Where does it start? It starts with you listening to the word uh, so that that word comes out. And you go back to that lady in adoration. She kept her appointment, which just wasn't with me. It was with the one who was supposed to have it in the first place. We all have an appointment with Jesus. He all has something to say to us. He all has something he wants to give to us. And we can't give that to anybody else unless we receive it ourselves come to Mass and listen to the Word, receive the Word, but you also come to adoration to just just spend time with Him so He can speak to you and you can speak to Him. And He can fill you up and now you've got something to go out and give. You come and that doctor takes that big thing out of your eyes so you can actually go now and help your kids and your spouse become the people that God meant them to be in light of heaven. Think of the freedom that you will have after five weeks of being divested of all your little slaveries. When you're not spending all this time doing these petty little selfish things, but actually endeavoring through prayer and love of Christ to spend more time with your spouse and kids, to take control of your family, to eat meals together, to talk to each other, to get to know one another again, and at the end of that five weeks to realize, oh my gosh, the Lord has taken my family in his embrace, and he has given us our lives back. Praise God. You have the power to do that. So let's do it. Amen? All right. One last thing, and I'll be done. Um, uh, adoration, uh, like I said, we're getting ready to start. Uh, uh, Steve Black and his company has been so generous donating the carpet to uh, the Adoration Chapel. Uh, just told me that uh, it shipped, it'll be here uh, this week. And then they have to do some prep work on it. And so within a couple of weeks, they should uh, start, the, uh, um, start the carpeting out at the, the chapel at Crane Road. And we've got a little bit of work to do on the altar, some work to finish up the confessionals, getting the chairs ready to put those back in, and we're ready to start adoration. On the third Sunday of Lent, either myself or uh, somebody else, another priest perhaps might uh, preach on all the masses that weekend to get people to sign up for adoration. On that third Sunday of Lent, we'll have a sign-up Sunday where we'll have some volunteers who are available to I'll show you what the hours are, and, and, and uh, you can pick the hour that you want to sign up. And, I, and I'm serious about this now. Um, we should all be in this together, right? If, someone, if somebody's in the Adoration Chapel praying for me, I need to be in there praying for them. And uh, you can do it as a family, take one hour for the whole family. So when that day or that hour comes, and you can't make it, you say to your son or daughter, ah, I'm busy, head over. And uh, pray for your family. Pray for me. Pray for yourself and whatever else is going on in your life. Pray as a couple. Pray whatever it is. But Every family needs to take an hour. And um, so we'll have a sign-up Sunday and we'll do that. I mean, ask yourself this question. Jesus, in real prayer, say, Jesus, do you want me to spend an hour with you? What's he going to say? No. Uh, he's going to say yes. He already has said yes. It's just up to you whether or not you're going to answer that, uh, that call on his part. To, to spend an hour in adoration with him once per week. So sign up Sunday in three weeks, the third Sunday of Lent, and then we'll take the rest of uh, Lent uh, to get everything organized, people, you know, so they feel comfortable and they understand what they're doing. Um, and that's partly what I'll be preaching on the third Sunday. It's not just why adoration, but how. How do you do it? And um, to come to realize how easy and beautiful it is, and how it's going to change your life. But um, We'll open up, our first day of uh, the chapel will be Easter Monday. That's when we'll open up. The Lord willing, the creek don't rise, that'll be our day. Uh, Easter Monday. Uh, That Monday we'll be uh, doing that. So we need volunteers to help us sign up Sunday. And I need captains who will be responsible for a particular day of the week. We've already got a few of the days covered with captains, but I still need a few more. Uh, But I I just need you to be praying about which hour, which day you're going to take. Not whether you will, but what. Amen? All right, that's going to be great. I'm so excited about the the chapel and the the things that are going to happen in our parish and in your families because we have adoration and daily confession. It changes everything. All right, Uh, let's stand and pray. I believe in one God.